Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. You are listening to The Breakdown with Miss Sharifa Hardy and Mr. Marvin Showtime Williams. Talking to myself in third person because I can do that on the radio. <laughs> Hopefully none of y'all are asleep because I am awake. I am energized and I'm ready to talk to y'all and give you that hour that you need. So when you go to work tomorrow or when you get your entrepreneur on tonight or tomorrow or right now, we are filling you up with that emotion, that energy, and that knowledge that you need to be successful so you can say you heard it on the breakdown. Sharifa Hardy, how you doing? Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. I am so excited. I was looking forward to today's show. I had like, I kept thinking about yesterday's show and the discussion, and then I just had so much more that I wanted to say today. So I was excited. Mm. Oh, I love that excitement. Do you want to leave that off with some of that excitement? Because I'm ready for you. Well, yeah, because I had to say that when I reflected on yesterday's um, show, I kind of felt mm-hmm. that maybe you were a little bit more right than I um, gave credit because I kept thinking about me and my life in terms of being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur and that even mm-hmm. though when I do take quote-unquote day jobs, I'm still mm-hmm. an entrepreneur because I'm mm-hmm. still always looking for ways to grow my business or expand my business to get back to being an entrepreneur. It's not like I'm sitting mm-hmm. there like, oh, let me just enjoy my day job. Let me stay here. I keep wanting mm-hmm. to go back to that entrepreneur aspect. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll give Marvin a little bit, you know, a little bit more credit than I did yesterday. Oh, well, I appreciate that. And so, therefore, you know, I feel that, you know, I feel what I hear when I hear that, y'all, I feel that, that she might be now finally accepted me as a, a co-host. Yes, yes, I accepted you from as a co-host when we decided to do the show. If I didn't accept you, you would not even be in the studio. But I wanted to, to let you know that I actually thought a lot more about what mm-hmm. you said. And then what mm-hmm. one thing that I thought was really wonderful is that we had mm-hmm. callers yesterday and we had um, more of a discussion and more of a conversation yesterday and the conversation went on today. I I spoke to both of the callers today, and it was even mm-hmm. more that they wanted to say and more that they wanted to add or questions that they had or questions, you know, that we could have asked them. So I'm, I I just see that the show is growing, expanding, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Well, you know, I, I really do appreciate and love that, and I love the fact that, you know, you know chemistry is one of those things to where, um, you know, it's hard to come by, and you and I have such a great chemistry you know, we we we've, we started as as you know two people who crossed paths on a project years 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 ago, and we've we've seen we we found figured out a way to cross paths on on a few projects. This one I think could be our most profound because we get to like you know bring our heads together, have these viewpoints and and teach each other, but at the same time, more importantly, let people uh, who are listening to our thought processes take from it and see what works for them. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I. I appreciate that, and I appreciate the fact that, you know, like I see you as an entrepreneur. When you have a day job, you are looking at your your day job as a means to an end, and that's what entrepreneurs or people who want to end their day job should look at it. Like, you know, you get that job, that check every week, every two weeks, whenever you get the job. I don't care if it's an Uber transfer, you know what I'm saying? And you're using Mm -hmm. these resources as a means to an end. You're not any less than an entrepreneur working for a nine-to-five, any less than Diddy was when he wasn't making no money working for Andre Harrell as an intern. He was still an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. He was just using those resources as a means to an end. Mm-hmm. 
Right. No, I, I see the early on aspect as far as being an entrepreneur. Part of my discussion yesterday was when do you stop being an entrepreneur? That was part of my question because I think when I when I personally think of an entrepreneur, I think of that person who is grinding. Like that right. that person who if they don't grind, they don't eat for that day. Whereas if you're an right. employee, you go to work, you may not get paid that day, but you know you're going to have a paycheck on that Friday or two weeks, or even if you get paid once a month, you know that check is coming even though you didn't get paid today. Whereas an entrepreneur, he basically grinds and he doesn't have a guaranteed paycheck. He doesn't know what day he'll receive his next paycheck, his next sale, or his next client. To me, that's the well, risk and, and, that keeps him and, and an entrepreneur. I, and I like an entrepreneur. Like, you know, I've been fortunate to meet entrepreneurs who are worth billions. Right. And when they were mm-hmm. literally introduced to me, they were like, this is so and so. He's an entrepreneur. Even though he's a billionaire, he's still looking to use his resources, even though he has, might, may have more resources than the person, say, grinding to get to his next check to not eat that day. His eating mm-hmm. is different. He might be looking at eating like a $40 million score. He's not mm-hmm. going to go work for a major company. He's looking to like meet new upcoming talent to say, okay, what's our next score? Yeah, I have money. I'm a, I'm a full-time entrepreneur, and I'm looking to pioneer and fund a new idea. The unknown is, is the idea going to work? Now, I've been successful at being an entrepreneur, so I have millions, but I'm still an entrepreneur because I'm coming to the table with my money, with the fact that we're going to go pave uncharted territory, not knowing if it's going to work. If it does, we eat great. I'm a successful entrepreneur in that regard. You get what I'm saying? But I'm still an entrepreneur mm-hmm. nonetheless because we're going to go pioneer. We're going to go pave a road that's not paved yet. I think where me and you definitely agree with what an employee is, is, is you're driving on a street that's already paved for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to an established location. The street is paved. Your car is going to road. And you're just going to drive on this paved road nice and smooth. And every two weeks or every week, there's that paycheck for you. Boom. Whereas an entrepreneur, yeah, I don't, I don't they're think like, that. I, I don't, I was saying where's an entrepreneur, they go off road. They're like, I'm going to an area whether I'm where I have money whether I have money in the bank or not, I'm going to uncharted territory. And we're gonna build this new road. And that's why when I've I've actually, you know, sat down entrepreneurs who are very wealthy, but they still consider themselves entrepreneurs. They're just wealthy. Okay, but back to the I guess with your definition of the fact mm-hmm. that the road is paved. To me, mm-hmm. the whether the road is paved or not paved is not mm-hmm. a consideration as far as an employee. You can start mm-hmm. a brand new business with nothing from scratch and be because mm-hmm. that's what I've done. You know, starting mm-hmm. up Perks dot com, starting up almost golf mm-hmm. golf dot com. I was an employee. Mm-hmm. The roads mm-hmm. were not paved. These were brand new companies. Didn't even have employees. Didn't have desks, computers, anything. Mm-hmm. They didn't have processes. Mm-hmm. They didn't have procedures. Everything that happened, I had to create. I had to manifest it in order for that business to have it. But I was still an employee because right. I'm employed by the company. But I'm creating the right. road. And, there was and, no and, road. And, and, there was and, no case. And, 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 and that's where I think, and that's where, and I'm happy that you said that because that's exactly why I was saying, you know, I mentioned in person, my name is Steve Mosco for Sony Studios. He, even mm-hmm. though he was an exec, he was an employee of Sony Pictures. The mm-hmm. TV division had not been paved. So while he's mm-hmm. getting a check, there was no TV building. There was no TV shows. They weren't making none. He was the executive to say, I'm going to go take my paycheck and take resources from Sony and create a TV division, a, a, a revenue stream that's not even existing for Sony. That revenue stream um, has held Sony um, Entertainment together for years. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Years after he developed it and grew it. So I agree with you a thousand percent. And when I say the, there was a paved road, I was only saying that to say that under you is a paycheck. Like you're not necessarily going out there like when you mentioned the entrepreneur who, if he doesn't grind, he don't eat. In this regard, mm-hmm. you know, you know that it's a paycheck, but that still doesn't mean take any way, take anything from the goals that you have to um, take care of. Because I know the first company that I was fortunate that kind of went public when I didn't even know what going public was, that mm-hmm. company, I was getting paid as an employee in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? I was building something that wasn't there, but I still was resting assured knowing I was getting paid. You know what I'm saying? But I agree with you. The website didn't exist. I built it. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of the company didn't exist. It was built. But at the same time, can I say that that was my business per se? I built a lot of it, but it was not legally my business. That company was owned by other people. I was an employee in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? And so, therefore, I had entrepreneurial spirits, but it wasn't like, you know, solely my company. And that's why I think, you know, there's also gray areas for an entrepreneur because I think great people in the nine-to-five environment, environment can have an entrepreneurial spirit and move things mm-hmm. forward. Um, however, it's just not their company. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. But they treat I it as such. Though. I, I, think, I think you treated the companies that you built, even though you're an employee, you treat them as yours. You know, they're, 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 there's a connection you feel to products that you built, you know. And, and you should have them because you're building projects, products that were not there before, you know. But at the same time, mm-hmm. they belong to the company. Tell me. Right. And that's why over the last, I would say, 10 years, maybe 10 to 15 years, you've had more of an increase in, in um, intellectual property lawsuits than ever before. Because before, when there was a company, you knew what your job was. You built you. Your job is to create tires for the car, or your job is to build, uh, not even to build, but to be an auto mechanic or to you know, be a chef. But you're not creating the idea. Now you have right. a lot of people who are literally creating the intellectual properties for these businesses, mm-hmm. and that's why mm-hmm. they're taking that intellectual property into account. Because they're they're mm-hmm. giving the ideas, they're giving the strategies, they're giving the plans to the business, even though they're employees. And so they're looking around and they're saying, okay, but wait a minute, I you know even though I'm an employee, I created this. There would be no business that without me. Mm-hmm. I agree, Tyler. Said I remember reading a story about um, I think it was like the the Dorito Taco or something like that for Taco Bell, and it was funny mm-hmm. because it it was said that the people who made that were interns, non paid mm-hmm. interns. You know, mm-hmm. but when you're a non-paid intern, you sign off that the ideas are going to belong to the company. You're getting the intern credit, but the ideas are the company's. Now, that's crazy when you go and make a mega hit product that the company makes millions off of, but you're an intern. You know why? Right. So I agree with you a thousand percent. I can see why even as an intern you would think, well, there has to be some money in this for me because they didn't have this product before we got here. And I know that we're interns, and I know that we're looking to get credit, but dang, they didn't mess around and took the product to the bank. Right. I mean, but that's more common mm-hmm. than, um, you know, most people would think. I think that's, mm-hmm. that situation is a little more extreme as where they mm-hmm. were interns. But people do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had experiences right. where I've been parts of companies and raised literally millions of dollars for those companies. Mm-hmm. And the company has millions, and I've had my paycheck. So, right, you know, that's right. when it, the employees look around and go, okay, wait, wait, wait a minute. You have millions. Mm-hmm. I have you know, my paycheck. Right. And I think that's, um, and, you know, funny enough, is like I, I know uh, parts of your um, successes in history 
in terms of the companies you build. And, you know, I can, I can now just turn the questions like to you, like um, for the people out there who maybe are definitely in that same scenario to where they're creative and they're doing these things for these companies, you know, what advice do we give them in terms of like, you know, how to feel, how to maneuver, you know, you, you've been in those situations to where you're intimately a part of the companies to where like, you know, the, 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 the senior um, executives, well, they're your friends, you made these products, um, you created, created these campaigns, if you will, they made millions, and then you have your paycheck. Like, you know, let's dig deep into that. Like, what, 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 what were your thought processes as well? You know. Well, I think it's a learning. It's a lesson. It, it's you know, mm-hmm. it, it, you really, it, you have to learn. And and I think the one thing that I learned early on and through this process is everything just really comes down to negotiation. That's what it comes down to is what you negotiate. So if you negotiate your paycheck in return for getting millions, I mean, who can turn around and say that that either party was wrong? Because both parties held their end of the bargain. And the bargain was, if you give me $50 million, I will give you your paycheck. So there has to be other stipulations, other aspects that are negotiated in to make it worthwhile for the employee. But what usually happens is, like for instance, an employee may come into a company and be um, hired to do a particular job. So, you know, the idea of raising money or millions of dollars or that kind of thing was not in the initial discussion or in the initial agreement. But as life happens and people learn more about you and your abilities, then you transition into more executive-level positions or positions that have more of a direct um connection to the money, per se, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you wind up raising the money, and the money winds up coming in, but initially that wasn't even an agreement for you to raise the money. It's just, you know, part of the job that you had. It's funny because you made me think of this movie with Leonardo DiCaprio called, called, um, it wasn't Wall Street. It was... um, what was that? It was um, what the hell is that movie with Nicolas? Uh, any which way, I mean, it's going to come to me. The Wolf of Wall Street. That's what it was. So the Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. and it's funny because his first job, you know, he's a stockbroker. Um, they mm-hmm. they start the movie with him being a stockbroker, and he's making for all the dollar for every dollar that he raises, he's making anywhere between three to five points, say three to five percent, right? Mm-hmm. Any which mm-hmm. way, that market crashes. Um, and then he has to go look for another job. But when he goes, and simply he has the same skills. So in one major law, in one major firm, he was making between three to five points per dollar. And then he goes to after the crash another firm, like in this like strip mall. And then all of a sudden now he's making because it's a different market. He went from like you know Nasdaq and 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 um, the New York Stock Exchange. Now he's on the OTC, and now he's making like fifty cents per dollar. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just funny how, and when you say the word negotiation, that's what it was key. Cause the negotiations in the beginning of the movie were as he was just trying to be a part of a major firm, be a player. He's making between three to five points on every dollar. That's the negotiation. So if for every dollar you raise, sir, I give you three to five cents. But now that the game is changing, now you're this little off the beat company in a strip mall, and you're on the OTC. All it was was a negotiate, a difference of negotiations and, and and the rules, of course, with different markets. But now you're making fifty cents on the dollar. So you're basically saying make sure that 
um, you know, to really try to check how you're negotiating uh, your money and what you're doing for your money. Yes, and just be clear on what you agree to for that money, the job that you are hired to do. Because usually, again, talented, gifted people who come into any organization, all of a sudden they're going to be wearing multiple hats. And it's usually not until later on or after the fact that you realize, hey, one of those non-paying hats that I was wearing just raised millions of dollars. You know, so you right. look around and say, okay, but where is where are my millions? And then the company, mm-hmm. you know, they can say whatever the response to that is. But usually, or what has been my experience is their response, the company's response is, well, we pay you to do the job that you were hired to do. Right, and and there's some ethics and integrity to, to the, those things because I, I think at the, end of the day, at, the, at the end of the day, you know, um, ethics, integrity, employee morale are all parts of business 101, and that's mm-hmm. why companies like that really don't keep talented people because it's very hard for any talented person. It's like it's like if you it's like if you win the Super Bowl and you're in the NFL for with with a with a company with a, for a, you're playing on an NFL team, you win the Super Bowl, you're the quarterback. And then you know, and your contract is weak. You happen to be like, we'll say, one of the poor, the weak, the, the the you're one of the um, you're low, you're one of the lowest, the least paid uh, players on the team. But you would you would mm-hmm. anticipate that the team owners, you know, maybe when your contract is up, that's when they give you that bonus. You get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's why it's always weird in situations like that. Like me as an employer or a business person, if I have a person on my squad who um, has many hats, they're talented, I'm very happy that they're with me, but then they go and they are directly related to raising millions of dollars. I don't think I have it in me to really tell them, I mean, I'm going to tell them, yeah, thank you, because, you know, you raised millions of dollars, but I'm not going to leave the conversation with, but we were paying you to do a job, and that's what you did. Unless, of course, we, we were like, clearly, I give you X amount of dollars every two weeks, and you're going to go raise millions. Sometimes, you know, you have employees do lofty things that are on accident. And I'm not saying they're on accident like the employee didn't know what they were going to do, but they really weren't calculated for it. Then if somebody goes and does something amazing, and I think as an employer, you really got to turn around and reevaluate your bonus structure so that you're keeping talented employees, employees, because employees like that normally leave because they feel disgruntled after a while. Like, I help do these things, and these people are simply holding me to, like, you know, contract A when that has to be reevaluated and put me into like contract B and C. I definitely agree. But what usually happens is that people don't understand that and they don't learn that and they don't utilize that in their business, they're not going to be in business. I mean, because what happens is you right. have a very high turnover. You have, mm-hmm. like you said, you have disgruntled employees and mm-hmm. you have a revolving door. So it makes being successful very temporary if anything else, you know, so even if you achieve it, it's going to be temporary until you change your business and you change your practices. That's why I'm a very uh, big Richard Branson fan. I love Richard Branson. And one of his mottos is if you make your employees happy, they will make your customers happy, you know, and I think a lot Mm -hmm. more businesses really need to incorporate that. Because if you want your customers to be happy, because word-of-mouth advertising is still the best form of advertising, period, out of all the forms of advertising, word-of-mouth, when you give referrals and, you, and, and somebody sends you to a business, I mean, that's really powerful. That's really powerful. So you, don't, you want your employees to be happy. You want them to be able to talk to the customers and tell them all the wonderful things that the company is doing. 
you know, as opposed to employees who get calls that say, you know what, your company sucks. And employees are mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I can't wait to find another well, job. Yeah, and, and and employers always feel like they're getting over on an employee when they have a scenario go like that, like that, and they say, hey, we raised millions, or this employee is doing great, and we think that we're, like, you know, paying them, you know, some small amount of money, and we're, you know, we're over here getting ahead, but you're really not because when you look at the mathematics behind, you know, training new employees or employee churn, um, as they like to look at it in business, you know, when you have employees who understand the business, grow with the business, learn the business inside and out, uh, keeping those employees is always in a company's best interest versus, like you said, having a revolving door and having high employee turnover because there's a ton of waste and a ton of downtime and a ton of things that fall through the cracks when you're constantly having to retrain employees to do a decent job when you can have some talented ones doing a great job that you're simply not you're simply losing because you're not paying attention to keeping their morale up. Right. Not only keeping yeah. your morale up, but I mean it's it's a conscious decision. You know, morale is affected by a lot of a lot of different things. Is it affected mm-hmm. by the pay structure? Is it affected mm-hmm. by the environment? Is it affected mm-hmm. by, you know, the work times, the work hours, the mm-hmm. work? Um, it, it's affected by a lot of different things. But if that's employee, mm-hmm. important to the employer and the employer reflects that to the employees, then the employees will be, you know, a lot more more willing to do the job and do their job happier, do their job better, and do their job longer. No, I agree with you a thousand percent. And that's making me think about, you know, even phase two of the breakdown. Listen, listen um, having, you know, like our listeners uh, be able to take more. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure a pe- uh, the, for the people who have listened to the breakdown in the in the past, say, five, this is going to be our sixth episode. Uh, you know, of course, you know, you'll hear Sharif and I and then a couple of callers call in and we'll go back and forth. And just for your listeners out there, you know, we're planning on bringing you a lot more information, not only from our perspectives, but also perspectives from people that you can um, – you might also admire, you know, successful people in business, successful people in music, successful people in TV, uh, you know, celebrities who can also add to these discussions on how to think as an employer, how to think as a great entrepreneur, how to think as an employee who is also getting your way and moving forward uh, in, in this game of life. And I look at the common denominators to success, and there's things that you want to be able to include in whatever facet you are, whether you're the employer, the employee, whether you're an entrepreneur, there's things that are common denominators to your success that you want to carry with you that help you go from the next step, whether you're even in the same company or you, whether you have to move to a different company and move up within that company, or whether you got to bow out the nine-to-five game and go into being an entrepreneur where people have found immense success because they were able to run their business their way. Yes, I agree. I mean, not only being able to run their business their way, but I think a lot of people get frustrated as employees, and that motivates them and that pushes them out into actually being entrepreneurs because they look at certain businesses or the employers and say, okay, you know what, I could have done this different. I would have done this better. And so they actually go out and they start their own businesses or they don't want to work for anybody else or they don't want to punch a clock or they don't, you know, they want to have the freedom to do whatever they want to do. No, that's definitely right. And I think, like, you know, that evolution that you're talking about um, is natural. In today's day and age, it's kind of funny that, 
you know, you look at it, you, see, you, you would think that that evolution comes even quicker because of the fact that we have all this information at our fingertips. And when you're, like, Googling mm-hmm. things and looking up things, you can really find ways to, like, you know, source a product or get into business pretty quickly on your own. Um, it's easy to, to kind of go from a nine-to-five and then all of a sudden have, like, even uh, a side business as a hobby, you know? We have mm-hmm. all this information at our fingertips allowing people to move an idea forward fairly fast, you know? I mean, I even look at the breakdown. The breakdown was an idea a few weeks ago, and now we're into our fifth or sixth episode. We have people already talking about being a part of the company on different levels. You know, of course, advertising. People talking about advertising with the company. And then, of course, you know, from – our relationships, you know, uh, celebrity-driven relationships. But at the end of the day, you're talking about it was nothing more than an idea a few weeks ago, and now it's a product. Now we have five, six episodes behind us. And more than that, we're attracting uh, people and entities that are going to help grow the business. And that's why I also wanted, you know, in my eyes, the breakdown to not only be a place where, you know, people can listen and get, you know, maybe that motivation that courage, that uh, the, the, the information, the knowledge needed to take the necessary steps in whatever platform of life they were playing on, um, but at the, at the same time, to look at this Petri dish of a business that we've created, and the breakdown also is um, proof in the pudding. It's taking an idea, say you can put it out there, um, you find the time and the space in the day to carve it out, and then you create, you create, you tinker with it, and then you have another revenue source. So as much as the breakdown is there for listeners, it's also in, uh, a company that's kind of like a case in point in the making. It's an example of what Sharif and I discuss, uh, not only for you, but it's, it's the, the forming of another company, which is crazy. Absolutely. And where do you see it going? I mean, do, are you, you mentioned um, briefly yesterday about the stock options um, in the company. Well, you know, this is the funny part about it. With your experience and my experience, uh, it, it's kind of, we have an unfair advantage to say that. I, I think our listeners listen to us and they say, oh, I like Marvin Shreve. They got that chemistry. They funny. They cool. But to be honest, if I was very blunt, you know, people are getting a, a straight free seminar on how to go from <laughs> A to Z, like how to go from idea to rocket ship. Like they don't know. For the people who know business, you'll be able to tell and say, wait a second, yeah, they're talking about the points that go from A to Z. Like, you'll have an idea, then all of a sudden say, okay, taking public. Idea, advertising. Idea, revenue. So those guys will chime in and say, okay, you know, they, these guys are about to take it to the next level. When you ask me that direct question, where I see it going, well, the funny part about it is, is we already have, without even aggressively pursuing advertisers, they're already discussing uh, 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 ways to, 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 to play with the company. Without even you know, pursuing investors, we have people talking about playing with the company. Um, the, the, the things that create eyeball, or actually not, the cre- things that create listeners, that create the audience, you know, we're attached to the celebrities who want to play on the show you know, and, and, and create a bigger audience and a wider audience, which only increases advertising dollars. Where the show can go, you know, if I look at the experience, I'm looking at the experience of being on the OTC markets. I mean, there's no reason why a media company can't start there because, you know, we know the requirements of being on NASDAQ or the larger exchanges but, um, or even the foreign exchanges. But on the flip side of it, I can see the show uh, pulling in the revenue, pulling in what's needed to be a player. Uh, and then, you know, all of a sudden there's a listing. All of a sudden now there's a ticker symbol. And people will say, wait a second, that was an idea just like, you know, a year ago. You're right, but the only thing is that you have two business consultants on the phone who've kind of already been there, done that, creating a new business live 
it's kind of like you're watching a reality show, the formation of a business. But while we're forming this business, we're giving all the trade secrets away on the phone. So it's, it's kind of interesting. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's why I see, I see it. I see it. I, we can take this business as far as we want to take it because we know we're going to have advertisers. We know we're going to have a wider audience. We know people are going to be able to, like, I, I can just see people listening to it and saying, hey, you know, and we're not really marking, just for you listeners, we're not necessarily marking the episodes right now to say this episode is strictly about this and strictly about that because at the same time, we're also tooling our format right now. But as the show grows, we're only on episode number six. And as the show grows and evolves over through episodes 14 through 21, then we're going to button down the topic. So you can, you know, you can go through the database or go through the archives and figure out the episodes you really want to pay attention to. But I think as you watch the formation of the breakdown, you're going to see something interesting happen. I mean, I looked at Rush Limbaugh's numbers and I saw that, you know, he, when he signed his contracts, he signed his contracts to a tune of $400 million. And of course he's, He's he's very successful talking to a certain audience, um, but just like when you look at um, – there's all kinds of audiences, all kinds of niches, just like Marvel has figured out in their whole universe. When I look at Marvel, I see all these storylines, the Guardians of the Galaxy, then over here you have Thor, then over here you know you have Spider-Man, and they have all these different universes, and then, of course, then you have the Black Panther universe. But I look at all these universes, all these niches, all these stories that make hundreds of millions of dollars, and when I see Rush do 400 over there or this person do that much money over there, the breakdown is also going to have this niche and its market too. And um, we're going to feed that market and see how much that market wants to take advantage of what we're saying and, uh, and, and create great business from there. So the sky's the limit for the breakdown only because we actually have the knowledge of what to do pretty much every step of the way. We know what to do with our smaller clients, our larger clients. Uh, we have associates who are part of major media companies who are also looking over this company. People really don't know the inner workings of the breakdown, but we have a, a lot of strength, um, which is not only going to help the breakdown, but also help us with information to give to the listener and also make it fun. Like when the celebrity guests call in, then we're going to have a lot of fun listening to, to their trajectory. And that's for people who want to maybe not necessarily uh, be an entrepreneur of this manner. Maybe they want to get into acting or maybe they want to get into producing or music producing. Maybe they want to get into other levels of entertainment. And then we're going to have those um, superstars as well chime in. And of course that's going to explode the reach of the show and, and we'll see where it goes. Absolutely, absolutely. So we are going to stop for a brief commercial break, and then we we will be right back. Love it. When you need an expert plumber, you need JordansRooter.com. Get free estimates, 24-hour service, special discounts for seniors and veterans. That's JordansRooter.com. Have a home repair or some remodeling you need done? No problem. We can handle all that, too. Give us a call today at 800-300-0358. At JordansRooter, we take pride in our work and always make sure to get the job done right the first time. That's JordansRooter.com. We want to be your your Mr. Fix-It. So today we did stop for a brief commercial break. We'll be including more commercials as we go on. So if you are listening to this show on your computer and you like to join the conversation, feel free to give us a call at 646-564-9989. Again, that number is 646 646- 
564-9989. And if you're listening to this show on the phone and you have a question or a comment for today's host, or you just like to join us in the studio, please press 1 to join the conversation. We are discussing so much on today's episode of The Breakdown. We're discussing being an entrepreneur. We're discussing the growth of the business. We just have so much going on. Again, if you have a question or a comment, please feel free to join the conversation. You know what I liked about that is that that actually, if we say no more, we can drop the mic right now because now we've read from idea to episode six, commercials. Commercials exactly. help pay the bills, and that's proof in the pudding. But one of the things that we – and you and I have discussed this. We discuss this more off the air, Sharifa. We discuss consistency. Mm-hmm. We discuss you looking at me like, is he going to show up for work? And then me saying, is she going to be there for the call? And one thing that you're also seeing in the growth of any business is commitment and consistency. So we've taken six episodes to get to commercials. If anybody has any idea out there, I know what your idea uh, – most, most, most ideas out there from a business perspective – um, have something to do with, you know, earning some kind of revenue. So, therefore, when you see the breakdown go from idea to now episode six, a commercial, that's the proof in the pudding. And we're building as we speak. So, we are giving to you, but we're also our own laboratory as well. I love it. That makes us sound like mad scientists. We are. Are and I think most entrepreneurs are because we tinker. But the only thing about us is, you know, a lot of scientists when they're when they're tinkering for the first time, experimenting, they they're trying to get to a certain place, but they don't necessarily know how to get there. That's why it's an experiment. The funny part about it is, you and I have different case studies of different businesses that we've dealt with, and now we're simply putting that knowledge into this one. So we have like an unfair advantage because we kind of know how to make certain potions. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Already, mm-hmm. yeah. It was it was like when we were like, oh, when we first did the show. Okay, Mar, we need this, we need that, and okay, I got the site, you got that, you got this. We weren't experimenting on oh how to try to build the first website or try to how to work. Well, you had the knowledge on okay, we put the show over here, we do this, we do that. We weren't experimenting with these things. It was kind of like boom, boom, pow, 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 boom, and they were just done because we had the experience of making those potions before. Now we're making like a super drink, you know. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think the difference for me, at least, is that now I'm making the super drink for myself, whereas before I made mm-hmm. super drinks for this person, super drinks for that person, super drinks for mm-hmm. that company, super drinks for this right. company, and now I'm like, okay, what other business do I want to create for myself? And that makes perfect sense, to and it's a perfect evolution of things, you know? And with your experience level and my experience level, it made only perfect sense after we did. And you have to look at the quickness. That's why some people have to realize, too, courage and being committed and moving, moving in, a, in, a, in, a, in a manner that um, is, going to, is going to translate into success. You know, you, when, we, when we did the show on Ask Sharifa, you know, right after that, we talked about this show. We didn't have the breakdown, per se, but we had it a few minutes later. And then it was move in a manner to create success. And I think people need to understand that, you know, when you come across something that you feel can be a great opportunity and you have the experience, move in that manner to create something because that's how um, you can probably, you know, make one of the – you can probably make a business of a lifetime. You can make, make a business that can really add to your legacy. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is about, after all, creating generational wealth and creating a legacy that you can pass on for 
passed on for generations to come. Mm-hmm. I agree with you a thousand million times. And, you know, as we go into the second layer or the second phase of the show, you know, um, I've been actually very impressed with some of the topics that we've been able to hit, uh, whether we're talking about entrepreneuring or whether we're talking about, you know, different levels of the, of, of the intellect you've got to have in putting businesses together. And uh, for a few people, it might sound like, you know, robust and might sound like even ambiguous, like all over the place, but it's really not. Because when, and when you're running a business, you're spinning many different plates to keep the business successful in life. And I think you have to under, you have to be able to think on those levels, to think on the level of, you know, almost a jack of all trades, but not necessarily be a master of nothing. You want to learn as much as you can, but you have many different plates you have to spin when running a business. And as you can see, Sharif and I, we kind of like, you know, we kind of, um, you know, mentally go, we go, we go back and forth kind of like ad-libbing, if you will, with business topics and ideas because they all help move your business forward. And as you can see from episode one, no commercial breaks, no, uh, I think, did we have a caller on episode one? I don't remember. We did not. We did not. We did not. And then, and then from, you know, what we have, but now, you know, callers to commercials, those are all signs moving in the right direction. And the funny part about it is we know that we're also holding back in a way for the breakdown because we know that we wanted to get towards, a, uh, we have a certain goal number of episodes. Um, it's in double digits. And um, and and uh, it's in like you know the teens where we want to get to when we're going to bring in another layer of caller and that we're going to bring in callers who have certain accolades and certain successes, which is going to widen our reach because some of the projects that they've worked on are pretty are are they're, they're globally known, you know. So some of the names that we're going to be able to speak on in the next few weeks and some of the projects, you know, these projects have touched the world. So I'm happy that our listeners. Um, while they grow organically, we're going to be able to grow exponentially because, you know, when you, when you bring on people who have helped to create a worldwide product, it just brings, it adds a lot more value as well to the breakdown. Uh, I, de- I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. So how are you enjoying being a radio host? That's what I like to know. Or how, how was the experience for you? You know what? It's it feels far too natural, and I think <laughs> I was playing around with it. You know, earlier on in the first few shows, I would say, you know, you know, I talk to, you know, so many people throughout the day, and as you do, you, and we give them advice, and we and we do these things. And as a producer, you know, you know, you you help projects move forward, and you talk, and you put things together, and then of course you got to do. And in, with the radio show, it just feels far too natural. It feels like a part of my day. And I hate to say it, but it feels like, great, I'm finally monetizing something that I do all day. Like, I monetize what I do differently in entertainment. You know, you talk about it, then you put it together, and then you look for the outcome in the paycheck. But this is different. This is kind of like, you know, monetizing it way earlier, but at the same time, giving a product to people way quicker. Like in the film and TV world, you know, there's a lot of prepping and planning and these things that got to go into it before you actually go into production. Then production, you have to go through the post-production. There's a lot of work before you get to the final product. And it's amazing how as easy as I talked throughout the day is as easy as we create a product right now. So it's far too natural, far too much of a blessing. And I love our experience levels because we can really give our listener something they can take home, you know? Mhm. I definitely agree. So I feel we have a, like a. It's almost like LeBron 
and Kobe on the same team. You know what I'm saying? Or Michael and Kobe, or whoever your favorite players are, they're on the, they're on the same team, and we get to bring we get to bring that experience to the crowd, but also use our showmanship to bring other players to the team and have a great show. And I really look forward to seeing the breakdown six months from now, seeing the the callers that we have calling in, um, listening to the advertisers, listening to the audience, and seeing how they've grown and what they're taking from the conversation. Because at the end of the day, the breakdown is there to help our listeners also move forward, just like Marvin and Sharifa have, to where we put our heads together and we create it. And I think that proof in the pudding is being documented episode by episode. So nobody's going to fake the funk or lie. We're going to say, hey, we started on this day, and now look where it is now. But when I look at it at yesterday, we had really cool calls come in, really cool discussions. And today we have advertising, and we know that as we get into double digits, we have um, our other breakthroughs that are going to come through. So I, I really want people to pay attention to that because they're seeing the proof in the pudding like literally being created before their eyes, so therefore there's really no reason why they can't emulate it, copy it, or just take bits and pieces of it to go create their own success. Okay. You, we talked a lot about being an entrepreneur, um, but mm-hmm. what about the business owner who is just starting out? I mean, what, what, do you have any advice for somebody who maybe is at their day job and wants to be an entrepreneur or wants to kind of break out on their own? Yeah, I would say first be courageous. I mean, really commit to the fact that you want to break out. And then begin to research. Use shows like The Breakdown. Use information that is online. Research, because the only reason why you're going to be in business is because you have a superior product or service. And it's superior because you know more about your product or service than your competitor. And that comes from you being committed to learning and being committed to creating a better product and really being committed to the consumer. In the beginning, it's going to be hard work because you have a learning curve, um, but you want, that's where you need the most commitment. That's where you need the most discipline. And, and don't be shy about it, and don't be afraid of it. You know, some people, I, I always get, this is funny to me. I'll talk to new people. Um, I'll talk to people about, and they're starting a new entity, and they're like, oh, I don't want to jinx it. And I'm like, well, you can't jinx it unless you don't do it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> not talking about it doesn't create any more, success for you like you can't I can't say oh Sharifa I got this good idea and it, imagine if it was a breakdown oh Sharifa I got a good idea but I don't want to talk to you because I don't want to jinx it you'd be like Marvin what are you talking about I'd be like oh I don't want to jinx it you can't jinx it unless you don't do it you know so right. it's so funny that we have all these ideas of what can create a lack of success a lack of success is simply you not executing just like if there's two teams in the Super Bowl the reason you're going to have a winner and a loser is you're going to have a lack of execution by one team during gameplay. You know what I'm saying? And that's all it is. So you don't have two teams. You know, it's not like the Super Bowl. They say, don't put our teams in the commercials because we don't want to jinx it because we might lose the Super Bowl. No, they're like, we're here to play. We're here to execute. We're here to make even less mistakes. And we're here to win. So I think people have to, like, you know, take all the isms out of their mindset and simply say, hey, family, hey, people, because that's also where, you know, you can get your strength and your base, or, or not. Sometimes people, you know, you have those inner circles that work against you. It's good to identify that early, too. But speak it into existence. Go for it. Be hungry for it. Learn, because, again, the only reason why, you know, you're going to have a burger shop is if you can make a damn good burger 
And you need to get to learning how to make a damn good burger and experimenting and tinkering and being wholeheartedly in it, and you might just end up having McDonald's. Mm. So it's the tinkering, you know? it's the figuring out. Yeah, I mean, look, okay, look, okay, I'll put it this way. You're a part of companies that you see starting up. But sometimes, and we discuss this too because we'll discuss each other's projects, but we'll say this company is doing A wrong, right, or this company is doing B wrong, right, or if this company had that fixed, they'd have a better product, right? You and I are natural consultants and tinkerers and producers in that matter, so we'll look at something. I told you in the beginning of the breakdown, I said the biggest thing that I want to see happen is I just want to see the social media work. We knew that was going to work because the social media works anyway. It's not like Facebook's going to break. So we want the imagery to work. Okay, we know how to create images. We wanted the system to work. Okay, we have a reliable system. We want us as people to have some information. We had that. And we were going through each step to make a reliable product appear at the end. But sometimes... I think people are so excited to just get into business that they forget that they're, they're really there to create a quality product or service. And they create a bunch of excuses, then they don't want to talk about it, and then they don't want to get jinxed, and then it's all downhill from there. Hmm. It's all downhill from there. Now, I know yesterday you, you had – Right. I, I know. But I know yesterday we had a couple of um, – callers who called in and um, we had um, quite a few questions and comments that went by um, yesterday. So I know, like I said earlier, that we, that some of those conversations carried on offline. So what I wanted to do, and I, and I know the callers yesterday said that they had more advice or more questions or kind of wanted to, to, to continue the conversation. So what I wanted to do tonight is allow um, both of the callers to return and come back and get a few more minutes to be able to say what they had to say. So do we have both callers on the line? I, I do see we have 562 and 707 on the, the line. Callers, are you there? Hello? Are, are you there, caller? I'm here. Okay, and we have Mr. Jordan. We have Mr. Jordan on the line. Oh, yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? (laughs) Yes, we can hear you. So yesterday, Mr. Jordan, you called in and you spoke um, um, about being an entrepreneur, and then you were listening in, and I think somebody still has their radio on because I'm hearing myself. But um, you you had a couple of words or encouragement that you wanted to offer to the second caller that called in yesterday, and she's on the line again. Oh yeah, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, forgive me for not recalling your name, but out the box, I believe you hit it on the head yourself. He's like stepping out there. I don't know what your particular. Um, Ideas or that you want to develop, I just want to encourage you to go ahead and do it. Yes, excuse me, I'm a little tired. I was listening to another blog show by a friend of mine, Black Dollars Matter, and some other people. But back to us, uh, just go do it. Have faith in it. And if you don't turn out, you do something else. But I was sharing with Sharifa that it all depends on the circumstances because a lot of us have been there, you know, especially if you have young children, you know, you have a, if you're a family person or you have other obligations, you know, that 
you're not really looking at so much as for yourself. You know, you say, well, I know this is a secure thing for them. You know, and a lot of times we look at it like that, but don't take your eye off, off, off the goal. Um, it was a few other things you had mentioned. I was like, just kind of want to dovetail and say, he's already in it. You you already got the answers, I think. I think you was kind of like just want to springboard them off other people to, you know, to, to see because most of the time we can feel it, you know, and it's that way. We, we feel there's something we want to do. A lot of times we don't not know totally what it is. And we like that we can do multiple things. I'm mindset personally, you know, you don't just have to be at one thing. Um, you can venture off into many. You know, we know people who are doctors and lawyers or whatever. So don't be limited. And the main thing is don't be afraid. Fear is something else. Not a lot of people say, well, you, I mean, don't don't be crazy. You don't have you know, be intelligent, but don't be afraid. You know. People and say, "Hey, if he, if he, you know, step on out there." So that was okay. kind of the conversation so, I made. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you like this: like I'm going to be fearless. Like I'm going to leap. Like I'm going to yeah. step off the ledge, and I walk with God. So we walk together, and He says, "Well, you know, I have you, and I don't have anybody else with me but my friends and close family." And that's not a lie. It's just. A few, even though my family is very large, I only keep a few around me. But when I take this leap of faith, it's with me and God. We walk. I'm walking right now. Don't be afraid. It's called fearless. It's called courage. It's called going in the face of adversaries, adversaries, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And you just keep going no matter what. And you have to struggle and you have to strive and you have to go. And you know, for me, it's very scary because I am a nine-to-five person. Like, I am a nine-to-five person. Like, I have that stable job behind me. But I don't want, I, you know, that stable job is something, that's a means to end right now. Like, it's supporting me right now. and It's supporting what I want to do. But when I step out there and really go hardcore, you know, when I want to leave that behind, it's nothing yes. there. And that's entrepreneurship. That's the risk. That's the, you know, I'm going to do what I love and what I believe in, you know? So, yeah. What are you doing now, if I may ask? Huh? What are you doing now, if I may ask? What type of nine-to-five do you have? um, I work for the Department of Motor Vehicles, and in my spare time, I'm a um, single mom. I have three boys, and outside of that, I write books. Like, I have several Internet stories. I um, I'm trying to get published, but more I'm more so into self-publishing right now, and trying to do that. But this year, I've given myself this year to just be leisurely and you know do my writing and take my time with it, and give it the yes. love and attention that it needs because you know yes. it's, you know it's a love project. Oh yeah, you gotta love it. That's great. That's great. And and like like Marvin was saying, that's the beauty of a program like this because. We all have different, you know, interests and hobbies or whatever. You know, I'm into music, a lot of things. And there are people who've already laid out the blueprint. You know, it's just like construction. I'm in construction. I don't just go buy a bunch of materials and throw up something. You got to read the blueprints. And it's very easy. You follow, you know, it's it's step by step. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Don't reinvent Mm -hmm. the wheel. Look at the people who've already been there. She she was talking about uh, Mr. B. 
You can say, well, you can get a PhD off this social media. Now, it all depends on how we want to use it. You know, it's, the, mm-hmm. the information is out there. I was listening to, to you talk about how you got her off different ones, it studied at Harvard, different schools. That's, mm-hmm. that's unheard of. People don't understand the value. And even right. you had me laughing because I could relate to it about information. I'm in the construction. Mm-hmm. matter of fact, I was hoping a particular customer would call, but a lot of times we'll get people over $1,000, of information. They don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, they go south, as we call it, go somewhere else, and you don't just gave them. Now, there goes somebody who's going to say, you want to you know, sit down with me? Okay, no problem. Talk. It's going to cost you $200 an hour. And you jump right. up and run out of it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, to appreciate, you know, stages and audiences like this. And we have to. But back to, you know, what we were discussing, being coverage, whatever it is, and this media is out here that you've got so many people who can help you. I mean, I see all kind of how to help you write your book and this thing, that thing. You can Google and but. You know why? You know what? That's why I love Sharifa because you know what? The whole thing about publishing my book, when I publish my book, it's it's not going to be on, on the social media web and all that. They can't, they're not going to have any rights to my book. It's going to be mine. And it's going to oh, be yeah. brilliant. And it's going to be I different. And I'm going to I take that. And they, they won't be able to touch it unless I let them touch it. There you go. And I'm going to share a personal experience with you because that's what, you know, a lot about shows like this and different ones. You can give up certain information. I was blessed to be blessed by many blessings. Cause I was blessed all through our life, blessed coming in and going out. But a brother by the name of Jackie McClain, you may or may not know whom he is or have ever heard of him, um, a.k.a. Omar. Some people know him, especially in the jazz world. But he told me I'd play clarinet because I wanted to play saxophone. My daddy had got me a saxophone, right? He doesn't make. He said, "Look, when he taught me, he said, why 'Why don't you play the clarinet?'" He said, "If you play the clarinet, you can play sax, clarinet, and flute." And to me, you know, I'm very like, "That's why that makes sense." But the thing he sat down and told me, he said, "Whatever you do in this business, that's why one of the things I love about mom." He said, "How you love mom? You know them? See, certain key words. You got to understand this is a business, and when you understand what business is all about." Then you understand it's a bigger picture because you was talking about being nine to five and working with workers and who's doing what. Contract. If you go in and you negotiate, look, man, this, this is a contract. I want part of it with them. So, however, you're going to negotiate. But back to Jackie, he said, whatever you do, make sure you own it. Yeah. You, but you know what? My nine five pays very well. And that's I get the big it. thing. It's, yeah, it pays very well. So, it supports all my dreams and aspirations and, and, and goals right now. Because you know I what, my friend is paid, my family is paid, and I really do have time if I devote to it and sacrifice free time, which I do, because I do, to make Great. my dream I mean, thank you, that's fine. And it's a means to an end. I get and you. And it's going to be glorious. Hey. I tell people. Where you I share with people. Okay. Excuse me? Can you hear me? I'm talking to my son. I'm oh. talking to my son, sorry. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, any person, in my opinion, you know, someone could, you know, chime in, personal opinions, has the reasons for what they're doing. I'm going to give you a couple of jokes. One guy said, you know why the working man can never get rich? Because he's too busy working. If you work 40 hours a day, it's going to be hard for you to develop what you're trying to develop at the time. You get home and whatever. It's hard. You're working. Another one says, you know, we're all trying to do this nine to five, we're doing this, doing that, whatever, you know. 
like a rat race. But at the end of the day, we're still a rat. What am I saying? I worked for the government. I know people make, you wouldn't believe what they made. I know some others who made different, you know, the GS scale, as they call it. And when I left the government, they said, I mean, literally, some people said, nigga, you crazy? You can do a good job? You know, you make $20,000, you know, how much you make? And I said, yeah, I hear what you say. But no one, you tell me you believe. You have faith. Step out if you if you believe. But number two, that's all you're going to make. Now I'm at a position. I can do one job and make $200,000. Praise God, right? So what I'm saying, those people, the thing is time. That's all you got is your time. And I feel you, you because know? you know what? My bosses who have been there for 30 years, they make $200,000 uh-huh. a year. For That's the state. And they are. Yeah. But you know what? I don't want I don't want to work for the state. I don't want to retire from the state. I want I to have you. a summer house in Spain crushing grapes and that's what I'm working on. And that's my dream. Yeah. And that's gonna fuel it's gonna fuel and power that. You know, that nine to five people get caught up in that nine to five thing. Like I said yesterday. Everybody is not just nine to five. Like you have people who work and they just work. It's a job for them. Me yeah. I sleep two and three, four hours a night, and that's it, because I have my nine to five. I have my children, and I have my full-time job as well. That's three full-time jobs. I work in power, and I eat vegetables. So, you know, I try to keep it, you know, Trump tight. But I'm up at four and three in the morning writing, trying to, you know, struggle before I wake the kids up to get them ready for school and get ready for work. Mm -hmm. And then I come home, and people are like, you're sleeping like nine thirty, like you know, my baby goes to sleep by nine they're sleep by nine o'clock. You know, and I'll sleep by nine thirty and everybody's like, Well, you're asleep by nine thirty, oh well. But I'll be up at four the next morning again on time. Mm-hmm. You know, well, writing the story. You know, so you know, it's, it's, keep pushing with your you know, with your dream that's what's gonna take effort and, and hang on there. You've probably seen that that, that uh, social media that um uh, Mr. Washington, Denzel Washington did when he was speaking with the children. You got to pay your dues, whatever it is. You got to, you know, you got to put it in there. But you said you've been with the state for thirty years. Now that's a long time, and I hope you, you know, learned a lot. There are people but, who have been with the state for thirty oh, years, I thought you said you've been and they're making two hundred thousand. Like, yeah, I've been there five years. That like it was a, it was a like late decision for me with the state. There, mm. there's something else. Uh, that's something else. The state job is, you know, something that came up when I really needed it, and I prayed to God for it. Before that, I was really doing a lot of things that I wanted to do when I was being a travel agent and a banker. I travel a lot. There's a lot going on, a lot of traveling, a lot of traveling, a lot of traveling. (laughs) I just want to thank both of you, everybody, for being a guest on today's episode of the Breakdown Radio Show. So thank you, Mr. Jordan. Thank you, Tammy, for calling in. (laughs) It was definitely an insightful, a surprising um, show. And you see here on the breakdown, we definitely do things different because we're having a conversation from yesterday's conversation, and this is what we do here on the breakdown. So for anyone who has missed any episode from yesterday's episode to last week's episode, you definitely want to tune in and listen to these shows in the archives because the breakdown has something special here. Wouldn't you say, Marvin? I would agree, and I just want to say thank you to the callers. Thank, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, I look at I look at the, you know, when I look at the when I, when I look at um, you know, the episodes how they move from day to day, they're already providing mm-hmm. so much information, and I'm already hearing that through the calls, through the dialogue back and forth, and I know um, right. your dad is there. 
you know, and I'm I'm yeah. happy to hear him say that the value, um, he, he he can hear it That's because right. we are offering a ton of value on the show, and it makes me That's already right. look forward for tomorrow tomorrow's show. And that's right, callers, feel free to call back in tomorrow on the Breakdown Radio Show. Find out more information at the breakdownradioshow.com.